Hello. We at the You Didn't Let Me Finish podcast felt it was necessary to add the following disclaimer. This is a humorous podcast. With regard to the discussion about the Johnny Depp case, we aren't supporting one side or the other, nor do we condone domestic violence of any sort. Reporter Nick Wallace was kind enough to join us, but our thoughts and comments are ours alone and not his. Hi, Ben. Hi, Victoria. Is anybody there? Hello. How are you? (laughs) I'm really good. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm really thrilled. You just told me before we started about how good our listener figures are. That really pleases me. Yeah, we always say the best stuff when we switch the mics off, don't we? We certainly do. But now you're party to the fact that we're listened to, and you probably know this because you may be sitting, standing, headstanding, running about in Australia, New Zealand, Philippines, Sweden, the Netherlands, you name it. Oh, the United States of America. I knew you'd mention the Netherlands. (laughs) Well, I have to to say a big dark to everyone in the flatlands. Cloggy mitts. Cloggy mitts. I'm cloggy, but I'm also a bit of a Malteser. Yes, you are. Actually, maybe I should say that in my intro. And I'm going to start this week. I'm Victoria Mitzi. I'm a journalist. I'm a podcaster. I'm a former model and fitness instructor, teaching across the range of disciplines from Zumba to yoga to pre and postnatal. I am a mother too. And you're also, let's face it, um, a a strong advocate of the dance sensation that's sweeping the nation. (laughs) I thought you were going to say something really nasty there. And you're also, let's face it, a little bit long in the tooth. (laughs) I wasn't (laughs) going to say that. You said that. I might have been thinking it. Um, (laughs) But I'm even longer. I'm even longer in the tooth. I'm Ben Ando. I'm a former BBC journalist, former ITN journalist, come to that. Um, I was crime reporter for a while. And now I'm a podcaster. And uh, yeah, I'm um, sitting here loving life. And I'm half Italian. Which half? The better half, obviously. (laughs) The stomach bit, the middle bit. (laughs) Are you saying the groinal area? (laughs) Are you an Italian stallion? Oh, God, no. (laughs) (laughs) Will that sell us? Uh, If I was, I'd be an Italian cavallo. Piccolo Cavallo. Yeah, certo. <laughs> okay, and on we trot. Okay. Hey, uh, what are we talking you know, about today? Well, I think you know what we're talking about. It's the, the big news, really. I mean, the one that's getting all the attention is the High Court. This is not a criminal case. This is a civil action. But this is the High Court case where Johnny Depp is suing newsgroup newspapers, the owners of The Sun, uh, for libel because they said in a... Um, piece written by their showbiz correspondent uh, a short time ago. Uh, they, they, they described him as a wife beater and he, he vehemently denies that. And so we've been hearing from Johnny Depp, we've been hearing from his celebrity friends, and we've also been hearing from his, um, uh, his ex-wife Amber Heard, who is the one who claims that uh, he was physically violent towards her. And we're hearing from a journalist, Nick Wallace, who's been in court every day, live tweeting all about it. That's right, and it's now the 12th day of the libel trial, and we'll be addressing a few of the points, one of them being 
about fairness in reporting. Something that Nick picks up on as he gives a sort of round or in the round perspective of covering a trial at the High Court. And also we'll be talking about some of your interactions and our week roundup as podcasters or podcast listeners or not, as the case may be. (sighs) That sounded very pointed. Uh, well, yeah, we'll get on to that because I've got I've got to expose you. Oh dear! But yeah, nobody, all... wa- no, nobody wants to see that. <laughs> we keep telling you that. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm totally on board with not being exposed. I guarantee you. <laughs> so lead on, lead on. Well, here we go into the first of our two clips of Nick talking about the trial and. A reminder, this was recorded at the time Amber Heard had not yet given evidence. It's an absolute honour to be here. The trial itself is, is, is something of a circus. I mean, you've got, not, not, not obviously the within the courtroom, but outside it, you've got all the paps and uh, people trying to catch the shots of Johnny that they want and uh, Amber Heard. Um, and inside, they're utilising five courtrooms because the, the Royal Courts of Justice, as, as I'm sure you both know, virtually empty at the moment because of the COVID situation. So to uh, enforce social distancing and to take advantage of the fact they've got so much space, they've got the principal courtroom, which is Court 13. They've got uh, another courtroom just for lawyers, because I imagine that uh, all parties taking, you know, uh, giving evidence to come completely lawyered up with this. Uh, and then they've got a reporter's court and then two courts for members of the public, which I, ha- I haven't seen a single member of the public because the Royal Courts of Justice is so vast. All these courts are all over the place. I haven't seen anyone who's queuing up to get into the, the public courts because the reporter court is in a completely different building. So it's quite it's quite it's quite an interesting setup they've got going on. Have you seen Johnny doing his entrances that we've all seen? Well, no, because we have to go in early to get our place in the reported room. However, when I made an application to the court on Friday morning to get the transcripts, uh, I went and sat on my own outside Court 13, physically handing these applications to the various counsel wandering past and the judge's clerk. And uh, so I saw Mr Depp stride past me. I, I was momentarily brushed by his charisma as he walked into court holding a coffee cup. It, it was It was a little performance. Uh, he sort of... Yeah. was sipping his coffee cup he, he handed his coffee cup to his security and then sort of did a little bow to the woman who the usher who was holding the door open for him and and strode in so he was in character by the time he got to court yes i've noticed that they're quite willing to do the shots looking quite jolly i mean they they are seeming to be in character I mean, Johnny Depp's been famous since he was 21, and I think he lives his life in character. He is who he is. He's, he's. I mean, I would, I, I'm not in the same court, and that is a, a crucial issue. But he is comes across as an immensely charismatic person. He is clearly very intelligent. He chooses his words, uh, although sometimes he's sort of slurring and drawling a little bit too much. He's, he's, he's very, very particular about what he says. He's very well read. He's obviously got great cultural appreciation particular counter-cultural appreciation, which he keeps trying to digress into at length, but gets cut short. Uh, and yeah, he's playing the part of a Hollywood star who has nothing to hide, being incredibly polite and attentive to both the barrister who is regularly accusing him of domestic violence and to the judge, which either is part of his natural manners or has been made aware that he needs to be incredibly attentive and polite whilst he is sitting in the witness box. 
Is this case being tried or being heard in front of a jury or is it just a judge who's going to make it? No, it's just a single judge, Mr Justice Nicholl. So in that regard, publishing everything that's happening is... um, and publishing the transcripts and evidence and all that sort of thing is 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 open season in a way. It's just extricating it from the court service, which which can be tricky at times. And it was my work on the post office trial that gave me a, a backgrounding not only in the live tweeting and the uh, the monetizing, I suppose, through through crowdfunding, uh, but also the methods by which you should try and get what you are not quite entitled to, but by convention should be allowed to see and get your hands on. How does it work? Because when tweeting started coming in for court reporters, that was when my court reporting, just my duties changed in what we do. So um, how does it actually... Okay, go on. How, how, did you, how did your duties change? They don't want people to report from court so much. Mm-hmm. That was simply it, and I just started doing other stuff. Oh, I see. Oh, that's so I started doing reporting and reading at that time, and then I didn't go back to court reporting very much. So how does it actually work, the sort of tweet? I'm, I'm kind of intrigued how it works with the tweeting and whether you have to have a specific method to do it if you're just focusing on that media. I developed a technique which was to link my laptop to my mobile phone's 4G signal. So uh, my phone became a Wi-Fi hotspot. And then I did the tweeting on an app called TweetDeck, which I think most people are aware of. It's a, it's a really powerful app and a little bit quicker than refreshing your browser. It, it allows you to, it refreshes within the app a tiny fraction quicker. So you just bash out what you hear as you hear it, hit uh, publish, and you, you have a two or three second lag, which is infuriating because, of course, you're then losing, you're, you're getting behind, uh, and then you, you put in the next tweet, and you, you become sort of pretty expert at uh, using the right shorthand that people can still understand, but, but, but at the same time allows you to type that tiny bit more quickly. I mean, I'm not a trained typist, so it, I just go as hard, as hard and as fast as I can, and of course, your legal obligation is to be contemporaneous, accurate and fair. So you don't have to be comprehensive and you don't have to publish everything verbatim so long as you are accurate and fair in what you write, which is, I suppose, where your journalist training comes in. You are able to just channel what is being said in court and put it out there. But I always put a disclaimer at the top of every day's uh, live tweeting saying, look, what you are hearing is a summary and a paraphrase of what's being said. You are not having verbatim quotes unless I get lucky and I, I, I get a verbatim quote that goes straight into my head and there's a little pause in proceedings afterwards so that I can ensure that I've got it absolutely spot on. Uh, it's never very anything very interesting, but I'm always quite proud when I can actually get an actual verbatim tweet out. Uh, but yeah, as I say, it's summary and paraphrasing, which is why I was so keen to get the transcripts because of course the live tweets have a value in the second that they are being published but the transcripts are for the ages, aren't they? So get, getting hold of those is what is what people will be relying on once the tweets are a distant memory. And how do you find that tweeting has been on this particular trial? It was phenomenal because I, I, I wasn't required to tweet for five news. I was there to do a VT for, for five o'clock, but because I, I suppose I enjoy it and because I thought, well, I'm just going to be sitting here otherwise soaking it all up, I might as well make myself useful. So I thought, well, this this will be potentially might grow some interest in in my report later on which we would then tweet out obviously after it had been broadcast I, I just started bashing out the tweets and suddenly my mentions started flipping in a way that i have never seen i have got 
more followers in the last five days than I have over 12 years of being on Twitter. I've gone from 6,000 to something like 14,000 over the space of uh, five days. And it was flipping in a way that I couldn't quite believe. I thought, oh my goodness, I I should have realized, of course, he's one of the most famous men in the world. And he has a loyal and devoted fan base. And uh, Me Too and issues of domestic violence are very, very considerably uh, you know front and center in terms of the, the national debate um, and the international debate and so all these americans who were clearly desperate for information about what was happening in this trial very very quickly told their friends that there was a british journalist in court live tweeting and the response the reaction was, was, was just phenomenal to the extent that uh, at the end of the day i sort of because i didn't have any work wednesday to friday i sort of half jokingly tweeted Oh, maybe I should just turn up tomorrow and, and 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 continue doing the live tweets for fun, and the avalanche of replies I got um, begging me to do it made me think. Well, yeah, might as well. I'm not doing anything else. If they don't let me into court because I haven't got a, a Channel Five News uh, accreditation, then I'm going to do some work sitting in a pret-a-manger in central London. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, if, if I could find one that was open. Um, and I said, I said I'll I'll give it a go. I didn't. And then, and then I realised that because I crowdfunded the um, the post office story, and I had a, a a tip jar essentially, which could be utilised for any purpose. I thought, well, if the people in America could just chuck me, you know, enough to buy a cup of coffee and my bus fare, then I, I'll I'll you know just do it at a modest loss. And once I had managed to wangle my way into court, I, I put a couple of links up to the crowdfunding page that I've got, and uh, very quickly had paid for my entire day rate to be there so it was it was it was great it was really gratifying and so i just carried on doing it it's amazing well that's interesting isn't it (laughs) we both crashed each other then well there's a surprise i think nick is right it's um it is fascinating the way you can now tweet from court in a way that you never used to, and the way that people around the world can just listen in or read in, I suppose, to what is happening virtually in real time. Yes, he's doing his best. He's having to paraphrase a bit. Obviously, he can't keep up with the spoken word. And of course, that's why he's arranged for people to be able to see the transcripts at the end of each day. But it's, it's a kind of court reporting, I suppose, that we've never seen before because um, it's really almost as good as actually being there in court. And, you know, in theory, all of us have the right to be in court. We have open justice and that's why courtrooms have public galleries. Well, that's exactly can... what he mentions, isn't it? He says that, that those are the things that people have the right to know. And certainly he seems to be the only person who's consistently been there live tweeting and bringing people I'd say up to the minute, but it's up to the second coverage of the trial, which is why people are clamouring, which is why this new crowdfunding um, can operate. I mean, it's changing reporting altogether and hopefully bringing back court reporting as something which uh, newsrooms want to bother sending staff to. I suppose that's true, but I think I'll take it with a bit of a pinch of salt. I mean, it's all very well crowdfunding when the... uh... The, the people involved are a major Hollywood star uh, and there are so many people around the world who are interested in him. They are prepared to pitch in a, a dollar here, a pound there. Um, the difficulty is when it's not that kind of case, when it's the kind of case that actually does have a public interest but isn't immediately a grabber. And of course, you'll know, having covered courts as I have, that you sometimes go into court thinking, well, I'm not sure what's going to happen today. And you just get what you might call a real belter, an amazing story comes out, a real human story that you would never have known 
about in advance and just you know totally um, blows you away so yes and no i think to the whole crowdfunding thing but good for nick he's he's um he's picked it up and run with it and since then of course we've had evidence from amber heard and having talked a lot about johnny depp we probably should talk about what she's been saying in court what exactly. she's been that saying will about be fair Trump and today. contemporaneous would it not well indeed because we're all about the fair and the contemporaneous <laughs> well actually do you forget where you are ben you're very unfair and I'm totally non-contemporaneous. You're, you're archaic. <laughs> she, so what she is, I mean, so so Johnny Depp is suing because he says that uh, the son referred to him as a wife beater, um, and that's just not true. Um, in her evidence, Amber Heard has accused him of verbal and physical abuse, including uh, screaming, swearing, death threats, punching, slapping, kicking, headbutting, and choking, controlling and intimidating behaviour. Um, and she also said, and this made me laugh, she described how he was always getting really jealous of her co-stars because he constantly would accuse her of having affairs of people she was starring with, including, I don't know, Eddie Redmayne, Kevin Costner, um, Billy Bob Thornton. And even he accused her of having affairs with stars she auditioned with, which presumably, I mean, you turn up for an audition, you do your audition, and you go home. That would have been the quickest affair ever. But apparently <laughs> she, she auditioned uh, for one film with Leonardo DiCaprio um, who Depp called Pumpkinhead and she auditioned <laughs> and she was in another film with a guy called Channing Tatum and he was Potato Head according to Johnny Depp <laughs> <laughs> This works even better if you're looking at the pictures of the people with the captions underneath I mean they're actually surprisingly not too inaccurate are they? Well I've, I've tweeted it on our at YDLMF podcast and so you can see it there it's got Great a picture of all these people are. it's got a picture of her like sassily looking over her shoulder and yeah. it's got it's <laughs> got one of them and I don't know who he is can somebody please write in and let me know there's a picture of a bearded fairly handsome guy dark haired and it just says turd in inverted <laughs> do, you, do, do you remember that period when the sun, it was actually the sun that was I think, the sun, who, this is the sun that I'm looking at it was it was it was the sun who went through that period where they were calling um various politicians um and foot England football managers vegetables and that they they famously called Graham Taylor the turnip and they sort of like <laughs> superimposed his face onto a turnip so now every time I think of Leonardo DiCaprio I'm just going to see a pumpkin with his face on <laughs> <laughs> if you had to be given one of these names, what do you think you deserve? Oh, God. That's and then I'll tell one. you what you deserve. <laughs> you can't tell me what I deserve. Do I have to pick a vegetable here? Assuming it has to be a vegetable. How about veg I pick one for you and you pick no. one for me? <laughs> if I have to pick... Okay, you, you pick a vegetable for me then, I'll pick a vegetable for you. I can't think of shiny sort of paint-like vegetables. What well, shiny <laughs> vegetables are there? I bet someone's sitting there thinking, oh, I know. Well, aubergine's fairly shiny. Yeah, but you're not that colour, are you? No, that's true. I'm not. Um, <laughs> I mean... not that colour at all. I suppose uh, is a Swede shiny, or I could be a parsnip. No, parsnips are quite long and thin, aren't they? You're not long and thin. No, I'm not you'd long be and quite thin. a sort of thin. square type of vegetable. A square type. I mean, nature you'd be a butternut squash. Butternut squash. Actually, that's a vegetable I loathe. I can't. I hate it's sweet it. potato and I hate butternut squash. All it's the all stuff the I like. Now. And when I tell you, I've just had quinoa with butternut squash. You go, pass the oh, sick bag. Oh, blue Yeah, I do pass the sick bag. I mean, you know, you go to fancy restaurants now. You only want some, I don't know, some chips or some more, some honest vegetables like carrots and peas and broccoli. You and could you be end a up pea. butternut squash, quinoa and polenta. I'm like, fucking shit. 
<laughs> you and should like polenta. No, I say that as an Italian. I fucking hate polenta. But what the fuck yeah. is polenta anyway? The only anyway? people who polenta in Italy are the northern Italians. It's because it's Sicily where you get beautiful food. You don't need that kind of shit. Well, they can do stuff with polenta I've to make it nice, but then cross. it's still... What? I'm suddenly very cross about polenta. I just need to calm down. <laughs> Hey, listen, I'm going to give you these titles and then maybe we can think of something because there's one saying affair underneath. Uh, I think that's Eddie Redmayne. And then okay. one says lover. Kevin Costner says romance. Okay. Then there's then there's poor unfortunate turd. I mean, this is Johnny. <laughs> this is the son quoting Johnny Depp, isn't it? I mean, yeah. is, is, as you predict in the next section, the other side of the trial about mm. to take over and yeah. we're going to see the other side of Johnny Depp. And I know that a lot of people who are listening to this love Johnny Depp. And I really think the guy is great in many ways. In fact, I stayed on a, an island in the Caribbean just after Johnny had stayed so we had to wait for Johnny Depp and his then girlfriend Vanessa Paradis to get off the island before we could go onto it because it was a private island. Did you know this story, Ben? I'm already being sick. <laughs> anyway, it was them who said that he was really nice, and um, they didn't. I, I didn't see too many things, but maybe uh, the lackeys had been in and tidied up as Nick says in this. Uh, what were you expecting section? to find? Johnny's pubes in the shower suit drain or something? Oh, I wish I'd kind of put one of them in an envelope and saved it. I could make a big sale. (laughs) (laughs) Depp's pubes. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's probably not his pubes that Amber Heard wants to get hold of, though. Uh, well, we, who knows what she wants to get hold of? What, what she well, what she wants to get hold of, I suppose, is is just supporting the allegation and. Well, maybe she does want to get him by the short and curlies. <laughs> I I can't believe though that your Johnny Depp story is so crap that basically you're saying that I occupied I occupied the same space as him sometime after he had left. What I'm trying to do is show off about going to a luxury place that I what, don't go to anymore. What not quite friend of the stars. <laughs> not even enemy. <laughs> not frenemy. Definitely not any connection. Actually, yeah, we we do have some. Co- come on, you weren't you um, hobnobbing with? I think we're alone now. Recently. Oh, Tiffany, oh, she was wonderful. Yes, uh, in my last. Now listen to you. Oh yeah. Oh, oh wonderful. I'm gushing oh, now. Oh, oh. I'm really gushing. It's almost. It's embarrassing. I'm going to be embarrassing. <laughs> and no, I'm not was, allowed was, to she... tell my celebrity mingling stories. Well, oh, not quite. You tell mingling. your celebrity. Nobody cares about your celebrity story. Nobody cares about my celebrity story. The only interesting celebrity stories when they happen to you. Hearing about other people's celebrity stories is as boring as hearing about other people's illnesses. Oh, what, the celebrities I've slept with? Oh, go on then. Who have you slept with? What I'm saying is that would be interesting. Your your little black book with no names in it. No, I'm trying to say what level would it have to be to be interesting? Well, how, how, how famous would the celebrity need to be? Yeah. Or that's the type of thing that you're looking for in celebrity stories of interest, do you mean? Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, I think I think in any sort of kiss, I mean, this is a kiss and tell, isn't it? I mean, nowadays it's always footballers. It used to be soap stars. Oh, I don't know. I suppose it's just kind of a you want to hear I don't know juicy details about them. Did they did they sweat too much? Did they sweat not enough? As in the case of a certain uh, duke of the realm. Oh yeah. Oh no, I'm he's not a duke. That. Is he still a duke? No, he's no he's no longer an HRH, is he? Oh, I don't know. I lose track. I don't care. Oh, he could have a leeches. very good vegetable name. He would definitely be a potato head. <laughs> he certainly would. Am I allowed Absolutely. to say that? I don't see why not. Mm. I don't think. I don't think you're libeling him. I'd, I'd, I'd leave it in. 
Sod it, leave it in. The royals don't sue it. There's a long-standing convention that the royals don't sue, so you can say what the fuck you like about the sponging leeches. <laughs> and also, if I could prove truth, everybody knows it's absolutely true that his head is a potato. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you, you can, you, but you can also plead fair comment. It's a fair <laughs> comment right. that his head's like a potato. I will defend to the death but, my right to call Andrew a potato head. Although, although he was, of course, famously nicknamed the Duke of Pork when he put on a bit of weight, so maybe it should be more of like a sausage or a German beer wurst. What's a dish with sausage and potato? Bang as a mash. Mm, oh well, he tried. That's the <laughs> boom boom. You merry quipper. That's the that's the that's the classic sausage and potato dish. Is bangers and mash. Yeah, but that's not what I was thinking. I was thinking of like actually sort of both mashed in together, like a is <laughs> toad in the hole. It sounds even worse than your bloody quinoa polenta <laughs> crap. Did you hear what I just said? Toad oh in the hole. Oh, that's frog in the bog. <laughs> Log in the bog. <laughs> and back to the trial. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's turd in the hole. Anyway, so back to the trial. It's turd in the bed. <laughs> turd in the bed. <laughs> and the little one said... <laughs> Don't actually, roll me over in it. I'm actually dying. Right, OK, back, back to the podcast. Hey, turd what details? Because what Nick's going to go on to talk about after this, which is actually really quite nice to set it in a different context, because we've... Since then, we've had all the lackeys, which got a bit boring. Mm-hmm. And now we've got Amber, which we've had the sort of height of her stuff. But it's sort of subsiding a bit now. So the the sensation is what I was driving at. And um, Nick brings up a couple of sensational details. But so far, have been the affairs, haven't they? Yeah, I guess so. Alleged affairs. What did you think about that? Or what else has stood out for you? I mean, so for me, speak. it's just about it's it, it's. It, I mean, for me, this is going to sound horrible. I'm not. I'm, I know I'm not a very nice person. But what I like about <laughs> this case more than anything is these sort of super rich people who end up slugging it out in court at huge expense for our entertainment. It, it's it's kind of um, it's a bit like a circus, isn't it? So you know, you you they're 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 sort of standing in the dock, quite possibly um, lying their heads off claiming one thing one claims one thing one claims another they, but they both can't be telling the truth and so it becomes down to who do you believe and at the end of it the judge will make a ruling and the the judge will clearly either rule that uh, Johnny Depp was libeled or he wasn't libeled if he was libeled then that means that basically he's saying that Amber Heard is just lying her, te- her, her head off and if he t- rules that he wasn't libeled then he will be um, telling Johnny Depp that he doesn't believe him. So uh, I, I suppose it's just the entertainment of seeing these sort of very rich people who are kind of on a pedestal to humble mortals like you and I being cut down to size. I think and it's also like really what we've been talking about, what, you know, celebrity sensation, which is all the rage. I mean, how much of this is that, you know? Oh, a lot of it. Almost all of it. I mean, come on. Who, who, uh, this is what comes back to what I said a minute ago. Nobody is going to crowdfund Nick or you or me or anybody to go and cover... Um, Croydon magistrates on a Monday morning when it's just the usual sort of like drunks and druggies being you know hauled before the beak but when it's something like this obviously everybody gets interested because these are famous people and that's what society thrives on. Speaking of which it's probably time to go into the second bit which opens with you Ben 
uh-huh. exciting us with tales of Badger Carl, but that do bear with it because there <laughs> it is a reason. Than that. There is a reason which actually really it it hots up about siding with people and about how trials work, um, but not in a boring way. And then you get details about Johnny Depp and about the trial itself, and um, it goes on to that sensation stuff which I just mentioned. tweeting from court certainly in criminal trials is a bit different but certainly I did a tweet from a an appeal around the badger cull a few years ago and I can't recall the exact circumstances but I remember of course you know first of all you get the um the animal rights if you like barrister setting out the case for the appeal and the appellants and then of course you had the um the barrister acting for the the, the government on this mm. and setting out the case for having a badger cull and I was tweeting about these and sort of saying, you know, you know, so-and-so barrister says, da 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 And I, I was getting sort of lots and lots of, this is brilliant, BBC, you know, from the animal rights people, when I was tweeting what the barrister on their behalf was saying was, this is great, BBC reporting what's going on in court, you know, this, these poor badgers, so-and-so. Then when I started tweeting what the other barrister was saying, who was saying what the government's position was, it just flipped and suddenly it was typical BBC bias, you know, out- <laughs> outrageous nonsense not telling the truth you know and it's like wow you you do understand don't you that both barristers get a chance to speak in this and i just wondered if you when you've been say um tweeting you know what maybe uh, johnny depp's some representatives are saying it's all sweetness and light but if you're tweeting perhaps what what sasha is it sasha was is acting for um the newspaper i can't yeah, remember sasha was is, yeah. sasha was cross-examining uh, johnny depp all week basically so she was pushing it to him that he was a he was a, a wife beater and he was he was denying it and uh, well I, I mean i would I, I i would hesitate to speculate but there are a huge number of johnny depp fans following this and they are very very well versed in the he said she saids of all this and they they are absolutely certain as to who is in the right and who is in the wrong here um, but i just have to say i again with the disclaimer about being um paraphrasing and summarizing i also say look i have a legal duty and a professional duty to be absolutely straight down the line on this i'm not and, and i get people in my dms because i have my dms open and i do a sort of at the end of the day i say look if you've got any questions about this trial that you want me to answer just dm me and i'll do my best to do it in in, in the evening i i, I don't <laughs> i don't know whether i'm gonna when it's when it flips and amber heard starts giving evidence or, or being cross-examined that i'm suddenly going to have people turn on me <laughs> which is I, a, I... A, an interesting thought <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, Johnny Depp, as you said, has got, you know, a large sort of, you know, there'll be lots of fanboys and girls who are reading what you're saying. And then at the moment, as you as maybe it's they can see that it's him getting to speak and you're you are tweeting, you know, give and take what he is saying as best you can. And they're understanding that but when they start hearing from her side, I wonder if, it, if it, there will be some pushback and you will find people not quite able to make the distinction between you as a correspondent in court simply um, reflecting what's going on. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see. I, I, that's what I, I mean. That kind of was an education for me as to how people don't really necessarily understand what they are reading um, because they don't look at the entire threads. And I suspect there'll be lots of people just dipping in who see yeah. a couple of tweets and start yeah. firing, you know, get that social media anger going. <laughs> but it's good stuff. <laughs> but, it's an interesting website, Twitter. I mean, I don't, I don't think if I w- was, wasn't a journalist, I would be. I, I mean, it, because it does bring out the worst in people, but it is such a wonderful platform for so many different aspects of a lot of people's work, actually. You know, it's been a genuine education being on that particular site 
that you just, I suppose, develop techniques to filter out the huge amounts of abuse that flies around towards other people. And I, and I suppose, I suppose, I mean, I, I suppose I've got quite a thick, thick hide as a journalist now. And if, if people want to have a go, I think the, the best thing to do is ignore them. If people want to be nice, uh, then, then it's it's nice to interact and respond. And I mean, it, it, it's 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 heartening to get lovely tweets uh, from people. And if you're going to accept that that you are affected by lovely tweets from people, then you've got to roll with the punches when they come. What Depp is claiming is that Heard has is setting him up as a part of a hoax. Yes, I, I don't really understand. Exactly. Could you this, explain this more is, about it? Yeah, well, this is Sasha Watts's line of attack. She has two main prongs of attack. The first is that uh, Johnny Depp has taken so many drugs over the course of his adult life that he blacks out. But before he blacks out, he gets very angry and then he does things that he can't remember whilst he is blacked out. And, and her insinuations that this is when he commits the acts of violence that he says that he didn't do. And the other prong of the attack is uh, that, 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 that getting Johnny Depp to potentially sound rather ridiculous with the idea that from even before she met him, he was, she was planning to uh, sort of ingratiate herself with him, spend a number of years with him, marry him, and then claim that he was uh, an abusive husband in order to secure her position. And uh, I mean, the disdain in Sasha Wass when she says, and you call this all part of the hoax, do you? And, and as he politely says, yes, ma'am. You know, <laughs> you can't speculate on what view the judge will take of that. And it may well be that Ms. Heard was planning to, uh, you know, become the sort of person that Johnny Depp would want to marry and then take him to the cleaners afterwards. But it, it, it's definitely part of uh, NGN's case that suggesting this is implausible. What stood out to you? Because we were talking, Ben and I were talking a little earlier about um, the matter of defecation that was discussed. What, what's, what else has stood out? Has that been, because that doesn't seem to be very clear either. No, it hasn't been resolved. I mean, Johnny Depp is absolutely insistent that his cleaner found human faeces in their bed. And uh, as far as he was concerned, there could be a number of culprits, either Amber Heard herself or uh, her associates. I mean, in court, he, he didn't speculate that it might have been Amber Heard and no one suggested that it was, although there were quotes that uh, <laughs> revealed in case <laughs> in court from text that he sent at the time calling her Amber Turd or Amber <laughs> down in the dumps <laughs> and, and, and all that sort of thing. You know, he, he found it very, very funny at first uh, and he admitted doing so in court because he also admitted having a very puerile and childish sense of humour. Sophomoric was the, was the word that he used oh. and childish was another word that he used. So, so obviously, uh, you can imagine how Amber Heard is gassed that uh, he would claim that it was either her or any of her associates. And uh, NGN's case is that this is the, the one of the two dogs that they had uh, in their flat, um, one of whom was allegedly not very well toilet trained. I mean, but it, it's 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 scatological and it's amusing in that regard. But some of the other stuff is is very very dark. I mean, the, there is no doubt that uh, he 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 has taken prodigious amounts of drugs throughout his life, and that there are there have been some. Well, they, they he himself said that he and Amber Heard were a crime scene waiting to happen. Well, they're alleging that in fact yes, he he was the one committing that that crime, uh, which you know he he continues to deny. 
so it, it, it some of the pictures that you see of some of the damage uh, the, the lines of cocaine this, this strange celebrity bubble that they lived in where they could get private planes and just ship off to different continents at the drop of a hat after a row and order drugs when they were in those continents which their flunkies would get for them that they could then ingest heavily and either black out or have rows or, or fights or whatever it, it is a very very strange world to get a window into and, and it is grimly fascinating i mean you know he is a, a big uh, fan of the cancer culture and he's living that dream nick you mentioned um, before that um sasha was i think had said that because of his drug use throughout his adult life he has these things where he blacks out and the suggestion suggestion is he turns violent before he blacks out does he agree yes i do black out is that something he acknowledges uh, the position that, that Sasha Watts is trying to put him in is the admission that he has no memory of how he has behaved. So he is mentally blacking out in a way before he then physically blacks out. And whilst he is mentally blacked out, he commits acts of violence. Um, and he admits that he has thrown bottles of champagne, that he's punched light fittings. And essentially, she got as far as I think she was likely to need to do with the judge to suggest to Mr. Depp that actually his uh, apparent clarity of memory after ingesting 10 ecstasy tablets and, and a bottle of whiskey uh, was not perhaps as good as he might have been suggesting in his witness statements. And has there been any suggestion, because I think you also mentioned that when he's in court, he's very polite, but also he does tend to occasionally slur his words. Is there any suggestion that that's all part of the impact that drugs have had on him? Uh, well, actually, he, he I mean, I say occasionally slurring his words. He's picking his words carefully and he has a very southern drawl. But one thing that struck me is that he is very sharp. He's very well read. He is very articulate. He is incredibly charismatic and he has a lovely turn of phrase, uh, which, which is a journalist's dream. There is no doubt that he, he uh, has taken enough drugs to kill a bull elephant several times over. And I'd be surprised if it didn't have an effect on it. But he, he's not showing it in court. He's very dapper, very smart, very charismatic. And, 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 and he just get the sense that he is used to having people listen to what he's saying. So he speaks with a very easy drawl and he's not used to having a, a quite strict, officious English QC with a received pronunciation telling him to stop talking because she needs to get to her next question. There's a lot of yes, Mr. Depp, I think you've heard quite enough about that already. Now, would you mind just answering yes or no? Uh, but he doesn't react or respond or, or, or take offence to her manner of questioning. He, 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 in a rather unfortunate phrase, said, I'm easy to roll with the punches, your lordship. <laughs> did, 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 that, did that surprise you that he didn't uh, push back or get maybe a little bit stroppier about being spoken to like that? Because it can't be something that happens a lot if he's an alias Hollywood star. No, I can't imagine it's happened to him in the last 20 years. Uh, it, it is either a measure of the coaching that he has had, and of course witness coaching is, is strictly not allowed, but I'm sure he would have taken advice as to what to expect, or he is acting brilliantly uh, as someone who might inside or underneath be fuming, but he, he has shown a couple of signs of exasperation, and certainly towards the end of a day of, of sort of six hours worth of being told that he is someone who he, he, he 
consider to be you know beneath contempt and, and being told that he is that person over the course of six hours you know he he was getting a tiny bit exasperated and weary but but that's as far as it went and certainly verbally if you look at the transcript it's no ma'am no ma'am yes ma'am i'm sorry ma'am that didn't happen ma'am and 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 uh, very very polite and cooperative throughout fascinating i'd like to know about some of the details which you found you mentioned that they were quite shocking is there anything for people who are kind of maybe tuning in and haven't been across the whole trial so far that you can kind of summarize as the shockers for us uh well there was the recording of him where he is holding a knife an audio recording and you can hear Amber Heard. I mean, it's very muffled, but Amber Heard is is saying, what are you going to do with the knife? Trying to suggest or seeming to suggest that he might be about to attack her. And uh, his point of view, uh, which you could interpret from the very muffled uh, audio recording that he was saying, you know, I want you to cut me um, uh, because, you've, you know, you, 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 you've taken you've taken my blood from me. Why not just take the actual blood? And so that was that was quite a dark moment. There were there were. There were the, the the episode on the plane where uh, Johnny Depp claimed to have just been sitting there doing some light reading and drawing in his journal before uh, Amber Heard started an argument. So he he left that area of the private plane and went to sleep in its bathroom was contradicted by some of the evidence that Sasha Wasp brought up, which in a text to Paul Bettany suggested that he drank two bottles of champagne, stayed up for several nights beforehand, ingested loads of cocaine and ecstasy, and uh, did did and said some bad, nasty things or became a bad, nasty person on that flight, which, again, is that contrast between... And, and during that flight, he was alleged to have kicked Amber Heard in, in the back uh, because uh, because he, he got so frustrated with her remonstrating with him over... Uh, his drug use so it, 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 you know it, it's clear that his memory of what happened on that flight is faulty but that doesn't of course necessarily mean that her allegation that he kicked her is the case and and the the cutting off the tip of his finger is again he says was something that Amber Heard did by smashing a bottle down on his finger and uh, whatever happened in that room in australia was pretty bleak and involved a huge amounts of, of, of cocaine and, and alcohol um certainly on his part and that's why it's not at all clear but but amber heard's argument is that she wasn't even in the room when he did what he did and 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 so you you're, you're seeing a constant picture being painted of a man who at times in his life was hoovering up controlled substances which uh, you know i i, I <laughs> It, just the, the sheer volume that, that he was taking on board, both alcohol-wise and, and, and uh, recreational drug-wise, plus the prescription drugs that he was on, you, you do wonder how superb his memory of those occasions must have been. But that doesn't necessarily mean he was engaged in domestic violence when he can't remember what he was doing. So that 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 is the general sort of thrust of the, the, the back and forth that have been happening in court over the last week. And I, I think it makes it very interesting as to what all the flunkies are going to say, because most of them are in the pay of either Johnny Depp or Amber Heard. I mean, they are paid staff. These are the people who were there to, as Sasha was said, clean up the mess uh, that you've made, not not confront you about your bad behaviour and, and leave you free to get on with the, with, with the next episode without any responsibility for your actions, which, you know, if, if you've seen Entourage, <laughs> may well be a, a reasonable sort of stereotyping of of what the people around Johnny Depp and Amber Heard do for them. So quite how reliable their evidence is going to be and 
and and how well it's going to stand up to forensic cross-examination by a very fierce QC will be really interesting. So although to a certain, apart from Vanessa Paradis and Winona Ryder, there are no celebrity witnesses, these are the people who who do know where the bodies are buried, to use an unfortunate phrase, uh, and may well have an interest in defending their employer rather than uh, honesty to the court, which I think may well be a mistake if, if, they, if they're attempting to do that, given, given how skilled at cross-examination both David Sherbin, who is Johnny Depp's barrister, and uh, Sasha Waskusia. Brilliant. Uh, thanks very much, Nick. That's been really interesting, really given us a real flavour of what it's like uh, uh, in the court there for the Johnny Depp and uh, Amber Heard and Sun newspapers uh, case. Yeah, it was absolutely my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been great. Well, we haven't had a chance to talk about your other work. So the, the post oh, office. Yeah. yeah, go for it if you want to. Well, I was wondering if you might want to, when maybe when this is kind of over and... Uh, and oh, yeah. Yeah, no, sure, because the post office thing is going to blow up massively and, I, and, and you know, it's all going to start going through the Court of Appeal soon. So, yeah, if you want to get me on again, I'd, I'd love it, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's dip into that one near the time when it's, yeah. sort of, you know, when it's live, yeah. I mean, it's all good stuff. And I mean, I'm obviously, you know, we, we, we are where we are this week. And I think next week we may be further forward and we may have some more to say on this. So, yeah, looking forward to picking it up and um, seeing what else is said um, in this this fascinating case. That's right. There's definitely been a bit of a turn since Amber Heard's been giving evidence. Yeah, but that's exactly what um, we, you find is that um, obviously when he is being cross-examined, it's all about... Um, you know his his testimony and what he says now she is being cross-examined as you said it turns and but and that is exactly what um i think sometimes people don't quite follow um but it's clear that um, johnny depp has a lot of supporters out there and i i mean even i just um i think i tweeted a link to our last episode and i pretty immediately got a couple of people saying yes but amber heard this amber heard that so it's quite clear there are a lot of people who are rooting for johnny shall we say you did predict yeah. that there would be a bit of a, a swing, so mm. well done. Thank you. But I also think that it's been a chance for domestic violence campaigners because she was quite well known as a campaigner before this trial, and she still is. So that's... <laughs> Not well known by me, but go on. I think um, in terms of Hollywood, because I think that uh, the bar is set a little bit differently for people who occupy that world. Yes, probably a good point. But uh, it's been interesting to see... They spend their entire time going to fundraisers with each other. Or being in private jets and drinking a couple of bottles of champagne and washing that down with cocaine. (laughs) Champagne, cocaine. Lifestyle. (laughs) I'm lucky if I get a cup of tea these days. Yeah, I know. It's it's, it's tough. It's it's a tough old world, isn't it? It's tough at the top, as they say. So, yeah. (laughs) If only you were there. Oh, and also what's happened actually in, in the middle has been Winona and Parody. It's, it's, Vanessa Parody. Yeah, but it's difficult to say her name. I'm saying it like P-A-R-O-D-Y as opposed to Paradis. Well, I mean, in French you say Parody, don't you? Parody. Yes, yeah. and they both supported him as expected, but they didn't turn up, did they? They weren't required to. No, well, it was just written evidence. Yeah, but still saying what they were expected to say, that he's a lovely guy. And that's um, that's gone along with what the fans are saying. But um, I think... Well, it, would be, the... it would be unusual for a written statement to change its story. Yeah, but we didn't know whether... Oh, right. We didn't know whether we were going to see them in Chanel, is the point. 
Oh, I see. That's what we wanted, really. But instead, I've seen an awful lot of quite grim photographs of Amber Heard. You know, those really unflattering ones that if I were to reach even Z-list celebrity status would be the ones that there were a plethora of of me. You are gleeful about the glum photographs of Amber Heard, aren't you? No, I'm not. <laughs> yes, I'm you are. fair, accurate and contemporaneous. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, 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 so enough about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. So, yep. I mean, the only other thing really to talk about this week is, uh, as I, I'm just getting more and more sort of stuff now about people um, whinging about masks, not sure when to wear them and how the, what, what's the rules, what's the law, what's the guidance. So I went on a, um, a train journey with some friends at the weekend. Um, this is going to sound utterly tragic, and it is, but I enjoyed myself. It already does. Caught a train from Cambridge to Norwich to Cromer for fish and chips and a few beers. Then uh, just basically like roving around East Anglia. Which is this is got something hot. to do with Grinder? <laughs> it's got nothing to do with Grinder. Well, like Fender. Because um, we all know you're a daddy bear. I mean, I mean, we we did get us a train at one point in the wrong place, and sort of we realised we were in the kind of Norfolk village where it's an event when a child is born without a tail. But um, you know, it was it was it was good fun. And I love um, the fact that you had to push through me to tell your like weird story when I called you a daddy bear, which <laughs> I think you would have liked. I quickly moved on. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not a bear. <laughs> you are a anyway. bear. Look at Ben's photo on YDLMF podcast on Twitter. He's. A, I don't. You're a total example of a bear, especially all your new gym photos of you flexing things. Oh God. It's very no gym, bear. No, actually, I'm going back to the gym uh, this weekend. Coming, yeah. No, no anyway, finish your Norwich thing. Well, only so that it, when it was total. So some people were wearing masks. Some people weren't. Um, oh, but everybody will have to from Friday. But well, if you say that, the police apparently the first time they catch you, they have to engage with you and explain what's going. It's a four E policy: engage, explain, enforce. And I can't remember the fourth E. Oh. But but they don't. But sorry, actually, I think the fourth E is enforce. There's three stages before they enforce. So, and also, I mean, what the police are saying is, we aren't we can't we aren't the organisation to make people put masks on to go into shops. That's not really what we're there to do. Um, can I so... pick up on a three-stage process there? Yes, you can. Go on. Let me rate, tell me, tell... rate to review and subscribe. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> is that what everyone listening to us is going to do? Because seriously, kids, if you want us to stay in the game, you're really going to have to show us some love on Apple. Because the reason we've got so many of you listening and nobody um, and very few people are liking and reviewing. And that's the only way we can get on a chart. So help us get on the chart. And we know we, we do interact with you occasionally not as many as are listening i know say it ben say it it would it would take the stoniest and hardest of hearts not to respond <laughs> with a like subscribe or or rate to to your pitiful plea there <laughs> yes well i've got i've got the golden persuasive tongue <laughs> god i don't want to hear about your golden persuasive tongue <laughs> Was that a noise you made with your tongue? That was my golden tongue roaring. It's like a golden lion of Zion. Oh no. Oh dear, it's getting worse. Oh, there's just a lot of roaring. My daughter's obsessed with leopards and wildcats and that kind of thing. So she roars a lot and dogs too. Oh, you know what? When she gets older, she's going to be one of those women who wears leopard skin all the time. 
she's got she's got leopard skin already. All she needs is a pair of wedges to go with her various leopard skin outfits, and then she's like Barbara Windsor, like a pair of man eater mules. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, But she is a little Babs Windsor. She's got the same hairstyle. <laughs> Excellent. Right. So, what we've got to tell you is thank you for listening. We've got yes. to also talk about our exciting interview that we've got coming up. Yes, we've had a we have got a very exciting interview with somebody who's um, really well known in true crime circles. He's someone who has um, locked up um, some really, really, really evil men, um, really bad criminals, and he's uh, had a lovely chat with us. And we are going to be playing that out in sections, maybe over the next uh, couple of weeks. Um, my pod corner is going to be very small this week because I haven't had a chance to listen to much except fat, drunk and stupid because you are currently my bedtime tipple at the moment and I'm really enjoying your podcast. Also, I don't think I know... he's saying that you are fat, drunk and stupid. Oh yeah, who is fat, drunk? Well, I'm, I'd be quite, I'd love to be fat, drunk and stupid at the moment but I'm just two of them. <laughs> Actually, I'm not fat, I've lost weight. Yay. Yay. Just drunk and stupid. No, just stupid. <laughs> there's not much time for being drunk because there's a lot going on. So, Malice, I've got to catch up with you guys. I know I've been seeing stuff coming out, so that sounds a bit ominous. And, of course, Lady Justice podcast. You've got some episodes that are kind of um, also Reverie, true crime podcast. I'm Those are piling up. And, Ben, which podcast yes. are you listening to at the moment? <laughs> Thank you for asking. Um, yes, Except absolutely. Ours. I know you listen to us because I force you. Yeah, you do make me listen to our one. Um, apart from that, I'm not much of a podcast kind of guy. There you go, um, cats I've out the bag. I've just been doing two too many other things. I'm desperately, I'm definitely going to um, try to listen to a podcast. How about that? Excellent. Okay, all the ones I've named so that you can interact on Twitter with them. <laughs> yes. That's he one of laughed our... without actually not agreeing to it. That's one of our new jingles, a raspberry. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. And oh, actually, we've forgotten to talk about an, another glitzy, glittery news lady who has expressed interest. Oh yes, in... I hope. She oh no! Comes don't on. don't yeah, say her name. Good. Don't say her name. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, my friend, the glittery, glitzy news lady. I hope she comes. Shall on. remain nameless. I'll, I'll, try, I'll try and con her into it. But she wants to come and talk to us, and we want we'd love to talk to her. So I hope yes. that goes a bit further. Um, Absolutely. And I think she's a funny lady. And my friend Victoria, who I know listens, not you, Victoria, another Victoria, um, who works for a very well-known uh, news organisation, has also um, sent me quite a few really good ideas, which I'm definitely going to follow up as well. But I'm not going to say what they are now, because obviously it's good to keep it But thanks very much, Victoria, and I hope you're listening to this one as well, because she did actually message me and say, I've been listening to your podcast, and I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> oh, and that reminds me, from uh, from Daddy Bear to Big Bear, uh, you know who you are, Um Thank you for your kind comments as well. And um, do keep listening. We know your correct identity now, so that's all sorted. Um, and all the kind retweets and fo- new followers and listens. We're, we're really getting along. So rate, review and subscribe, right? Oh, yeah, you never told me what vegetable head I'd be. <laughs> or fruit. You're a, <laughs> you're a radish. <laughs> Am I radishing? <laughs> completely radishing <laughs> or am I just like a little bit sour and um, make your ears spin round and a funny shape <laughs> make <laughs> and your sli- ears and slightly, <laughs> slightly purple 
I think that might be happening to a couple of the people that we've uh, been mentioning who are going into the High Court daily. <laughs> Quite. <laughs> the radish effect. All right, till next week then. Bye-bye. Bye.